This episode, the first in a three-part series Getting Ready for Easter, a shawarma-style leg of lamb. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. Easter is the real Christian holiday, you know? Yeah, I know. I always fantasize about a Christmas tree, but no, I don't know, because I never fantasize about an Easter bunny. <laughs> Maybe that's because Passover, you know, often it happens at the same time. Not this year, right? It's off, but usually Passover is going on. No, that's not it. It's because there's no Rudolph. <laughs> okay. Um, it's Peter. It's Peter Cottontail. Come on, uh, get your theology right. I did. Die, die, enu, die, die, enu, die, die, enu, die, enu, die, enu. Okay, settle down. Let's not have another crusade. Wait, did the others ever stop? Maybe we should just go on and talk about the recipes that get off politics. So this is actually the first part in a three-part series, all heading up to Easter. And we're making the components of an Easter meal. And uh, we're starting today with this one. Mark is actually going to make a shawarma-style leg of lamb. Shawarma. It's sounding less and less Christian <laughs> by the minute. Uh, kind of ethnic in that Middle Eastern system. Yeah, it's right? shawarma Shawarma lamb, it's kind of your Israeli Easter. Is it every Easter an Israeli <laughs> Easter, really? They'll put that through the Knesset and see what happens. They'll make it a true, um, an original holiday. Where's the tomb? Anyway, let's, let's go back. So why don't you explain what shawarma well, style shawarma means? Shawarma style is a very aromatically spiced, rubbed, huge sack of meat that's put on a vertical skewer. Sack? Well, it kind of looks like it almost looks... Sack? It, if you shoved meat into a duffel bag... Who hasn't? And then take it out, that's kind of what it looks like Who in restaurants. Doesn't? And they skewer it vertically, and it spins around in front of either a fire or an electric thing. And as it cooks on the outside, it gets sliced this off. Is sounding better and better and better. So I improved on it. And I did that spice rub on a leg of lamb, okay. and we slow roast it for hours and hours till it's falling off the bone. Right. And in subsequent podcasts, over the next two weeks, we're going to make the rest of this meal. Next week, we're going to actually make homemade pita bread. I guess I'm actually going to make homemade pita bread. Oh, fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then we're going to make the final podcast will be three sauces for the leg of lamb. So it's, it's all pretty cool. Really, honestly, if you took these three together and just added a big crunchy salad on the side, you would have a table full of food. Now, this recipe is original to this podcast, but you don't have to write it down. You can go to our website, bruceandmark.com, and it's all there. So let's get started. First up, I want you to make a spice rub for this three to three and a half pound bone-in leg of lamb. Um, the package says semi-boneless. What in the <laughs> world is a semi- Is it a lamb with leg leprosy or bone leprosy? <laughs> what is semi-boneless? It didn't walk very well. <laughs> Actually, you know when you try and cut a ham and there's always that bone that goes, the lovely bone that goes straight down to the shank, but right. then you hit 
this other bone going the other way, the H bone. Well, in a semi-boneless leg of lamb, they take that out, so it's so much easier to cut and carve. It's a beautiful thing. I love writing about the H bone because it's always spelled A-I-T-C-H. <laughs> it's never like capital H bone. It's H bone. We could start H that. We could just call it the H bone from now on. Be it. All right, so first I want you to peel six cloves of garlic and put them in this garlic press. Right, and I'm going to mix that in a small bowl with two tablespoons of olive oil. Of course, olive oil. This is Middle Eastern. And two teaspoons of salt. It looks pretty crunchy, so maybe kosher salt's here. Kosher and because it's it's your Easter thing. You're just not letting that out. <laughs> and one and a half teaspoons of ground mace and one and a half teaspoons of ground cardamom, one and a half teaspoons of mild paprika, a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a teaspoon of ground cumin, and a half teaspoon of cayenne. That's, that's a lot of spices. Those are a lot of spices. But uh, where'd you get the notion for this blend? Well, you think about those wonderful spice shops in the Middle East in, those, in the markets, and that's what this is like. It's just all those piles of spices. And some of them are North African. Some of them are from that whole region. They're indigenous to there. And besides, this stuff's in my blood. My mother was born in Israel. Yeah, but how long has it been since you've been to the Middle East? The Six-Day War, 1967. Oh, I started it. I was there for it. I finished it. Sounds like our marriage. When I was a kid, I never wanted to go to Israel. I mean, I sat through all these slack-jawed Baptist preachers talking about the Holy Land and walking around the Holy Land. And I thought, oh, just give me a break. I don't want to do such a thing. But I've got such a hankering to go to Tel Aviv at this point and such a hankering to go to the Middle East, especially Israel, that I want to go there and I want to go down to the, to the what is it, the Gulf of Aqaba or Rabat, right, down there at the bottom. And It's a beautiful place. Uh, we should go. Yeah, yeah, we, okay. we really should go. So meanwhile, before we go there, I need you to rub the spice mixture all over this like a lamb. And then I want you to put it in this big covered roasting pan we have. And uh, I'm going to turn the oven on for you to 350 and we'll let it heat up. So... The leg of lamb is set aside at room temperature so the paste can begin to fuse on the exterior surface. We, you know, you, we, we should really do a whole podcast about the myth of marinades and rubs. This whole idea that the flavors infuse into the meat. They do, about a sixteenth of an inch in. <laughs> exactly. But they make a lovely crusty coating and they sauce. Do. That's and it. And all that cooking time with the aromas it makes it smell good so marinades are a little more penetrating but the whole point here with the rub is that we want to extract some of the surface moisture off the cut the leg of lamb it helps build some of the sauce right away and and, then that, and it'll yeah. help fuse the paste to the meat by Yum. getting it a little wetter so that's all of what we're hoping to do while the oven comes up to temperature okay well in the meantime let's put this in the oven now it's going to be in there in a long time it doesn't quite matter that we're not fully up to heat yet so put it in the oven and roast it uh, which means I get to go back to reading. You always go back to reading. Yeah, I love cooking. This roasting technique is really easy. Um, but the thing is, you have to let this go all day, so you have to think in advance if you want to make this. This is not a last-minute dish. No, and but is it a make-ahead? Could I make this a day or two in advance and oh, then serve it? Sure. Why? How? This how? is <laughs> if you wanted to roast this whole thing one or two days in advance, you could do that. Don't carve it. Don't cut it up. So leave it whole. Leave it whole. Keep it in the roasting pan. Put that whole thing in the refrigerator, and then when you want to serve it, give it like an hour. In a, in a 300 to 325 degree oven, and that'll warm it up beautifully. An hour covered. Yeah, covered. Yeah, covered. 
and that'll keep it that'll keep it fresh. And I think an hour is enough. You just want to warm it through. So here's the deal. We're going to roast this covered for two hours, and the covered will help some moisture come out of that lamb. It'll help really soften it a lot, and then two hours uncovered. And what that's going to do is help evaporate some of that liquid and dry out the edges to give us a nice, lovely, spicy, crunchy crust on it. Yum. So that's it. Two hours yeah, that's uh, it. covered, yep. two hours uncovered. Yep. Is that That's truly it. That's it. I'll say, okay, so can I do this in a slow cooker? Yes and no. You can do it in a slow yes cooker. And no. Well, of course you could do it in a slow cooker. Um, will well, it be the same dish? No. I don't know that a three and a half pound leg of lamb will fit in a slow well, cooker. Well, right? if you have a big slow cooker and if you have a hacksaw, then you, oh, could, excellent. you could cut it in pieces. Oh, excellent. If it fits in your slow cooker, could you do it? Yes, but will it be the same dish? No, it won't be as good. Why? The lamb's going to give off too much liquid. Mm. That liquid won't evaporate. It's going to be too soft, and mm. that's not what this dish is about. Okay, so how do I know when this thing's going to be done? Well, fork tender. When you stick what a nice fork tender, stick a carving fork in it and pull it out. If the fork comes out without any resistance, and then if you try and move it around and the meat falls away from the bone, it's perfect. Falling off the bone. So this is not carvable into slices. This we want this chunkier. We want this. Hunkier and yeah, you're gonna pull this apart. Got it. You're gonna pull this apart into big chunks, and we're gonna serve it in the pita bread with those wonderful sauces we're gonna make. It's gonna be fantastic. So now we wait two hours covered and two hours uncovered. Yup. Tasting and judgment. You know, the worst part about cooking is waiting. Really, honestly, it is it is one of the worst parts about cooking. Well, well, let me just say, the other worst part about cooking is taking out a carving board, but that's a, a carving <laughs> board and a knife. But that's a whole other thing. I think the dishes are also the worst part, but that happens. <laughs> I don't mind that the cleanup. Happens. But that... remember, you don't have to carve this, though. No. Nope. This is falling off the bone, so all I did was took, I actually took a big spoon and just spooned some up for us. Let's give this a try. Okay. Mm. It's aromatic. It's tender. Wow. It's delicious. I don't know why Wow. we don't have Israeli Easter all the time. <laughs> I think we always do have Israeli Easter. Mm. Hava, Nagila, Hava. No. Anyway, mm. um, it's the meat is really juicy. Mm-hmm. It's got that nice little crust on it. Um, mm-hmm. I can see that it would be better with some of the sauces we have coming, mm-hmm. um, which are no-cook sauces, right? They're... They are no cook sauces. Right. Um, they're chopping, they're blending, right, they're, but they're yeah, no whisking. stove time nope. sauces. Nope, nope, nope. And the pita bread. I mean, it would be so much better. The but pita uh, bread requires cooking. Honestly, if you didn't want to make the pita bread and you didn't want to make the sauces and you just wanted to serve this on its own, it would be great with with uh, some hot pick of pepper sauce mm-hmm. and some, just a nice crunchy salad or some Even some chow greens. chow, pickle relish. Mm-hmm. Chow chow. Now you're talking. Although, That's ooh, the, chutney. I put, I put a little mango chutney on this. I'm still eating it. You can't mix Israel and India. You just can't do it. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. It's like World War III or something. So what did you learn today? Oh, well, I learned that a roast is really a matter of patience, which you know is so my strong suit. Right. And? Well, I was reminded that carving something like this really is not a matter of technique. I mean, this isn't a technique for carving. This is just hunking it up into pieces and putting them on a platter. It, it's kind of nice. It's it's not it's not fancy carving. And have we ever considered roasting Peter Cottontail? It's every Jew's fantasy. This recipe for shawarma style leg of lamb is original to this podcast. 
If you'd like to see the full version, check it out on our website, bruceandmark.com. And I should add that we're still running a contest on the website for two people, two people each, to win two 17-inch Cuisinart heavy-duty baking sheets. If you listen to the podcast for Toasted Oat Brownies, you'll find out all the details in that contest runs till the end of March 2016. And if you'd like today's podcast, would you mind subscribing? Or how about rating us on whatever platform you're on? So check it out. Shawarma-style leg of lamb. It's the best thing to have come out of the Crusades.